Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, hey Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? I'm good. <laughs> wow. What did you have <laughs> before I yawned. we came <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, sleep is good. We like sleep. <laughs> I didn't know if there was some type of magical herb you had in a no, cookie or something. No, I, I am in Massachusetts where a lot of that is, is legal now. It is legal <laughs> but, uh, now. It is no. legal now. We're very excited. I don't, I don't, uh. I don't tend to do that if I'm going to be, you know, podcasting and show. <laughs> Just tea and nap time. <laughs> Just tea and nap time, yeah. So we have um, Karen Baskin back with us today. Hey, Karen. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. And we are talking about how to clear your house. Yeah. Now, this is what happens when you have some guests that have overstayed their welcome and you can't give them... <laughs> You want to go to bed, it's time for bed, and they're just sitting on the couch, and they're eating your food, and that's what we're talking about today, right? No. No. Okay. no I can tell you how to do that, though. Oh. You yeah, just look sure at them I. and say, get out. Party's <laughs> over. Yeah. And you put the food away. Right. If you put the food away, they'll go put away. Put the food away, that's Or you turn out all the lights, and you go to sleep. <laughs> you think when you come down in your pajamas that that would be the sign, but no, not, not always. Not, not necessarily. Not always. No. <laughs> so what does it mean how to clear your house. What are we talking about here? Well, house clearing is essentially energy clearing for the house. So you say, what do you mean by energy? So everything gives off energy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes energy becomes discordant. It becomes heavy. And you walk into a place and you feel icky. Okay. My first husband and I went looking for houses when I was 23. We walked into a house in Mystic, Connecticut. And I swear to you, 
I walked in and I felt like I was walking through absolute utter darkness. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, I love it. Let's take it. And I was like, <laughs> you couldn't pay me to live here. This is no, under no circumstances am I living here. And he's like, but it's a great deal. It's a great price. I'm like, no. Oh my God. Do you not see the darkness in the room? How dark is it in here? He's like, what are you talking about? There's plenty of light. I'm like, not what I'm looking at. <laughs> what I say to people who do not really understand it, you go to somebody's home and it could be a very good friend of yours and you walk in and you do not, for whatever reason, you can't put your finger on it. It makes no sense. You don't feel comfortable. Okay. That is discordant energy. It's kind of having like having a gut reaction to something. You feel antsy. Mm-hmm. You feel sick to your stomach. Some people get headaches. If you're at all spiritually sensitive, you might see things out of the corner of your eye. You might feel like you're walking through cotton candy. You might even smell something like something that smells like garbagey. And you're like, what the heck? And you know the house is clean. The house is spotless. And yet there's this funny odor that you can't put your finger on. And that's all energy that is bad, if you will, although I don't like using that term per se. But it's energy that's off within a house. The way that the energies go wonky is, you know, people are fighting all the time or there's somebody who's sick. Yes. But you can also get energies going off in other ways. Uh, If you have somebody who's an energy healer who works in the house and has terrible energetic hygiene and they Mm -hmm. just pull things off of people and pull things off of people and pull things off of people and leave them on the floor, that'll send a house's energy wonky. And then the one that was my favorite... I went to a house where they did regular weekly ritual Mm. and they raised energy with 30 people in the house in the basement. They would raise energy and then they would do nothing with it and they wouldn't ground it when they were done. Oh my. And that house was like walking into an energetic fun house. You literally, I had a splitting headache the moment I walked in the door. Everything looked like I was looking through funhouse mirrors. Mm-hmm. It was really tweaked. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this house? Because I hadn't been to the ritual yet. I didn't know. And I'm like, there is something seriously wrong here. And we go down, we do the ritual and they raise the energy and then they steep in it. And I'm like, now I know what's wrong with the house. 20 years of doing this bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. Right. And you know, you know, at some point they sell that house and somebody's going to buy it and they're not going to know what the hell they're getting. Exactly. I actually ran into one where someone had a house that they were leasing and there was an entity that had been given possession of the house in perpetuity. Interesting. And had absolute right to it. I looked on the Akashic and the Akashic said, yeah, it's his. And I went, Oh, shit. How do I deal with that? (laughs) Right? But yeah. Yeah. So that was a fun one. And, you know, thankfully, the person was very collaborative. Mm -hmm. So she said, great, I'm just going to keep the house clean for both of us. And the minute she acknowledged the entity owned the house. Right. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that, it was easy. That's often the right? case with, with ghosts. You know, people are very, oh, you got rid of, got to get rid of the ghosts, got to get rid of the ghosts. Well, no, you don't. No, I liked my ghosts. Um, I have ghosts in this house, in my house, and they're wonderful. They look after me, and they look after my husband, and they usually warn me if there's somebody coming across the property that they don't like. Mm-hmm. So you don't always have to get rid of the ghosts. In fact, across the street from where I live is one of the oldest houses in Framingham. And they have a ghost who cooks chocolate chip cookies. That is my favorite ghost of all time. 
And what's very interesting about this woman is there was a family that bought the house, I want to say about eight or nine years ago. And for whatever reason, she did not like this family. And she literally forced them out of the house. Within six months, the house was back on the market. But apparently, if she likes you, she will make you cookies and you will get up in the morning and smell chocolate chip cookies baking. Why would you want to get rid of that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about now a couple of scenarios where there are ghosts or something in the house. It's actually not a bad thing. What would cause you to need to clean your house? Is it just that sort of, and you said yourself, you didn't want to necessarily call it bad, but sort of that goopy feeling energy is that where you would go to clean the house yes so not Mm -hmm. not everything every energetic force or things in your house would need to be cleaned just the ones that don't necessarily resonate well with you yeah if something's throwing things at you it's time to clear the house yes (laughs) some people will tell you that ghosts are not male violent but i would have to disagree and say some are oh yes there are definitely some ghosts that are out to get you yes And I had an instance where, it's got to be 20, 25 years ago, took a friend's brother-in-law to a healing circle. And the two of us noticed that there was a silver cord literally wrapped around his heart, squishing his heart, and it was attached to this entity. So we cut the cord. Stupid move, stupid, stupid move. This entity ended up here in, in my house, and literally I had poltergeist activity. I had books flying off the shelves. I had dishes breaking. He threw my husband out of bed one night, at which point I said, okay, this is so not cool, and you got to go because I have a child, and you're not a good person. So my girlfriend came over, and we did what really essentially was an exorcism, and it took us four tries to get this poltergeist completely gone. If they're strong enough to throw things around, they're pretty energetically established and it takes a little while to unwedge them. And that was the first time I'd ever encountered that and it it was pretty scary. If you have any kind of entity in your house that even remotely feels dangerous, call on a professional, call somebody you know because this is not something to play with. No, and sage is not gonna work. No. So they'll laugh, they'll laugh in your face if you try to sage them. Yeah, they'll probably so. throw a book at your head while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A book on how to clear your house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just about entities. It's also the, as you always say, Kelly, the energetic yeah. hygiene component of it. So there's a, a saying, walls remember, furniture remembers, your floor remembers. So if you have any kind of emotional upheaval that's gone on in the house before you got there or that's happened while you were there, the walls remember and it soaks into the walls. And so the next person or even if you're staying in the house, that's going to affect you in a negative way. And people who are at all sensitive, it, it could drive you nuts. It could just drive you crazy. The, the people that we bought our house from, the house that my ex-husband and I ultimately bought, were selling the house because they were getting a divorce. And five years later, we were selling the house because we were getting a divorce. And mm. the couple moving in, that would not bode well for them. Hmm. No, no. See, in that instance, I would call in an energetic practitioner and have them clear the house. So is that what we should be doing if we have situations where we feel like we're walking through goop or darkness or something like that? Yeah, there are a couple of things you can do initially to try and lighten things up. I'm a true believer in salt water. Okay. A tablespoon of salt water to a quart spray bottle of water. And you walk around in a clockwise fashion and you spray your rooms. And you can say a prayer if you want. 
Be careful not to soak your walls if you have drywall because it'll explode your drywall. Yeah. That would be bad. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get your corners mm-hmm. because as my grandmother used to say, things accumulate in corners. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys sort of mentioned sage. Is that something that, that helps? Because we've talked about that before. Sage is more energetic hygiene than full clearing. Okay. Yeah. So, you I would know, agree with that. It's a maintenance, mm-hmm. not a spring cleaning. Okay. Yeah. If somebody calls me, the first thing I ask them to do is to physically clean their house. Yeah, that helps Mm. a lot. That's always the first step. Now, I want to sort of give the listener some context here. When you said if somebody calls you, you do house clearings. I do house clearing. Yes. That's why I asked Karen on the show. Yes. (laughs) I I do house clearing. Okay. So you said the first thing you do is you ask them to physically clean their house. To physically clean their house. Even bring somebody in to do some heavy duty cleaning, which I do twice a year. I hire a company to come in and move my furniture and do things that I physically can't do, like to get behind furniture and to clean the boards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in between, I do normal cleaning, you know, dusting, vacuuming, that kind of thing. But if you haven't really had your house deep cleaned in a while, energy accumulates good energy bad energy it doesn't matter it accumulates and when energy accumulates you start to feel things happen and you start to feel funny something gets stagnant it gets stagnant and if you're wondering you run your business out of your home do why is my business going forward well you've got all the stagnant energy there of course it's not going to go forward if you're in a relationship and your relationship isn't going forward and you're living together well you've got all the stagnant energy your relationships are not going to go forward. So what are the types of things that you use when you go to a client's house to do cleaning? Is there, Are there tools that you have or is it merely using your own energy? I, I never use my own energy. Okay. Never, ever, ever use your own energy. That's a good way to get yourself really sick really quick. Mm-hmm. You always use energy from the universe and if you haven't learned how to bring energy in through the top of your head, it's something you need to learn how to do. Unless it's truly an emergency and there's, you just have no other recourse, you never use your own energy. It's a big no-no. It's a way to shorten your lifespan. Yes. Okay. I remember the first time I did that and I ended up in bed for two weeks with pneumonia. Wow. I actually ended up in the hospital for a week and then I was home for a week. But I was truly, truly very, very sick. Yeah. I did something similar and I was violently ill for two weeks as well. Yeah, it's really a bad idea. If you're at all interested in learning how to use energy, go to a good teacher who knows how to use energy. Actually, because my daughter is empathic, very empathic, I had to teach her at a very young age the difference between her energy and other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had taught her to do was to make an energy ball. <laughs> I picked her up. I think she was in second grade. I picked her up at school and the teacher came over to me and said, "Um, what's an energy ball? (laughs) (laughs) I looked at her and I said, "Um, context. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, well, Becca had gotten bored or something in class. And she said she made an energy ball and she was throwing it around the room and making it change colors. And I went, oh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not out yourself with that one. (laughs) But yeah, it's important to learn how to channel energy if you want to do any kind of energy work. So do you use tools then or just I do. I do. I use um, a silver branch. Okay. Which was made for me by a British... Hedgewitch. It is a piece of blackthorn with silver bells on it that she dedicated 
under the full moon at Stonehenge. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was, nice. it's beautiful. It helps disperse congested energy. Mm-hmm. Salt water, candles. I use a lot of candles. <laughs> a lot of white candles. Prayer, sometimes spells, sometimes charms. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of depends. It kind of depends what I find going on in, in the house. Okay. Now, you don't have to be on site to do your clearings. No, I do not have to be on site. I can use a picture of a house or a plot map. I just recently cleared an apartment in Boston. But of course, you never just clear an apartment in an apartment building. You end up clearing the building, and then you end up clearing the block. (laughs) And if you can stop there, you're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually had you do a clearing for us. Right. Because we were we were running an event, someone had donated the space of a commercial business mm-hmm. to us to use for a ritual that we were going to run, and we were running this very loving ritual. And you know, it's in this commercial environment, mm-hmm. but you know, you know how office buildings get, right? And the particular building that we used was on top of a liquor store to make it even more entertaining <laughs> in a section <laughs> of Somerville that climbing. was kind of not so great to be energetically anyway. It took you several days to do it, that. Several days, yeah. Because I had pretty much cleared the space, but stuff from the liquor store kept seeping up. And I had to figure out a way to seal that off. Mm-hmm. And that was quite the challenge. So it, it took me almost a week. Wow to figure out how to do that and have the space remain clear so Kelly could use it. So that was a challenge. So this isn't just about walking around your house and ringing bells and spraying salt water and you're done. You're addressing the energetic grid of the system. You're looking for infiltrations from underground water sources. Underground water sources. uh, Vortexes of energy that have Yes, nature spirits. You know, trolls. Trolls, fairy. You know, there's, there's a lot of different elements that go into the energy of a place, mm-hmm. including the genie loci, which is the spirit of the place. Which if you've ever seen Marie Kondo's tidying up, one of the first things she does when she comes into a house is she taps in and, and connects with the spirit of the house. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was like, oh my God, she's doing magic. That's Very awesome. interesting. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. I was just in Malawi visiting with my daughter, and we went on safari. And the first part of the Jeep tour, we were in a very forested area, and there were a lot of fairy trods. So people who don't know what a fairy trod is, think of it as a trail Mm -hmm. through the woods. And the forest fae allowed us to see them, and they acknowledged us, and we didn't really interact, but we thanked them for allowing us to see them. We then got to an area that was mostly bush and there were completely different species of fae there and they did not want us there at all Hmm. and so the energy of that area that we were in was completely different from the energy that we we were in in the forest i've never experienced that before where there were two completely separate species of fae that close together so when we going through the bushy part of the safari basically we just acknowledged them and said Thank you for allowing us to be here. But the energy was completely different, hmm. completely different. So I actually know David Franklin Farkas as well, who mm-hmm. who also does house healing stuff. And he says that he will not go on site to mm. do any clearing because he went to clear a high tension electrical uh, 
place once in early on in his practice and they sent lightning charges out of the you know electrical surges out of it to try and hit him and kill wow. him and yeah. uh, he he ran for his life i can believe and that so he's like yeah no i'm never yeah, i don't do on site anymore <laughs> um so you know that's another thing to keep in mind is that yes. if you have a, an unhappy spirit in the house doing it from a distance may be the better part of valor it can be the safer part absolutely there's a place in west virginia that was an old revolutionary estate it was owned by one of thomas jefferson's sons and there's one spot between the main house and the area that they call the barn where a friend and I literally ran for our lives. We felt so attacked that he grabbed me and started running and we didn't stop running until we were inside the barn. Yeah. It was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I had a similar experience up at a retreat center in northern Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I went to the labyrinth which is at the edge of the property and I felt this malevolent presence coming at me from an, the other property not mm. from the property that I was on but from the neighboring property uh -huh. and it was this trans-dimensional shaman trying to get me and I was like I am in trouble yeah <laughs> and I went running into the labyrinth to mm. try and get away because you know the labyrinth is another space right right um, and that worked, but he just waited for me. Huh. <laughs> so I actually had to call a friend and say, uh, help. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know. Yeah, on the same property in the main house, I had actually got locked into the basement bathroom by the ghosts down there because it was a plantation. Jefferson Sons did own slaves. And when I got out of the bathroom, what I heard was, White folk don't belong down here. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of the first times I've ever experienced that kind of, of wow, these folks are really, really angry. And you can't blame them. You kind of wish it wasn't directed at you, but, <laughs> you know. So can you give people a quick, you know, down and dirty, how to clear your house yourself if it's not awful? Um, as I said, salt water. Depending on your spiritual bent, you might say a prayer. The Lord's Prayer works really well. That would be a high magic root thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just speak what's in your heart. You don't have to say anything. A sage, again, is a sort of, you know, maintenance, ma maintenance yeah. uh, kind of thing. My favorite one, if you own the house yourself, is to just shove your energy out to the edges of the property and go, mine. <laughs> I like that. And everything gets thrown out. I like that. <laughs> and you can collapse it back down again. But um, you know. Yeah. I think. You shouldn't do that with other people in the house, though. They, they'll feel it, and it will be very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would kind of be rude. The simplest thing is for me is, is salt water. Mm -hmm. Now, I like using kosher salt. Okay. And I will tell you why. Kosher salt has been prayed over by highly religious rabbis. And whether you're Jewish or not, it affects the energy. Yep. And intention so matters. intention matters. So you've got this wonderfully prayed over holy salt. It's like using holy water mm -hmm. in a sense. You know, that you're spraying around your house. And again, you don't need a lot of it. You don't want to soak anything in it because you will ruin whatever you soak. But just a very light 
you know, again, in a circular fashion, I like starting in the north because that's how I was taught and clean the house. That is a big piece. It's just physically clean the house. It's amazing how much energy gets stuck in stuff. Yep. I literally go through my closets again twice a year. I go in the spring before Beltane or around Beltane and in the fall or late August. I'm actually on my husband right now because when we moved into our house, we had slightly more stuff for storage than we thought we were going to. Mm. And we now have a closet that is stuffed with boxes. <laughs> and it's a very big closet. And I'm like, mm, no, the energy is stuck in there. We need to get rid of stuff. It needs to go. Yeah. All right, folks, you're going to need to get out your compasses, go buy a nice big thing of kosher salt and a <laughs> misting bottle and do your own work. But what if that's not enough? I don't want to say this, but who are they going to call? <laughs> Well, obviously they can call me, <laughs> ghostsbegone.com. I do the heavy work. I will go in and I will clear house and I will not stop until I know it's done. I do not stop until the job is done. A friend of mine's aunt who grew up in New Orleans passed away a couple of years ago and she had to go down and clean out this ancestral home where her aunt was a hoarder. Her son, who had passed away several years before, was a hoarder, and she had to go down and clean this out. And she called me in a panic, and she said, I can't. I can't go into that house. What do I do? So I suggested a few things, candles, salt water. And then I said, send me a picture of the front of the house or the layout of the house, however you want to do it. I don't care. Give me the address. And I sat up here, and I cleared that house, and it literally took me three weeks. Holy smokes. And I went up against some ancestral spirits that I got to tell you, I'm not sure I ever want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) But when she finally got down there, she said she walked in and she felt safe. And that was the primary goal was for her to feel safe going into that house. And the important part here is what you've said before. You don't need to be able to go to the property. I don't need to be able to go there. So they can go to ghosts, G-H-O-S-T-S dash be gone, B-E-G-O-N-E dot com, and they can, they can, they can get, call get in me touch or with you email there. me. Yeah. And I answer all phone calls within a 24 hour period, just so they know. Okay. Well, People and know. in case you miss the fact that I hired Karen, <laughs> um, Karen's badass guys. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm damn picky about the people I, I will endorse. And in fact, I don't think you've ever heard me endorse someone to do anything on this podcast. And you will very rarely hear that out of my voice because I am picky. <laughs> so, and just yeah. so your listeners know that if you're listening to this podcast, I am happy to give you a 15% discount on my fees if you call me and tell me you've listened. That's to 15, spirit. not 50. 15%. 15, yes. one five. <laughs> if she loves you, but not that much. <laughs> if you tell me you've listened to Spirit Sherpa and to Kelly. Excellent. All right. Kelly, do you have anything you want to say as we're wrapping up here? I think I just did. I think you just did. <laughs> Karen, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me again. (laughs) Folks, if you've got any questions on this episode or any other episode of Spirit Sherpa, 
Make or sh- you have an idea for another episode. Or you have an idea for another episode. Make sure that you email Kelly. That's K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. Kelly at KellySparta dot com. And let her know what you're thinking, what your questions are, what your ideas are. Let us know. And if you're listening to this out there in podcast land, which you are, otherwise you wouldn't have heard me say that, <laughs> then... Rate the show, um, give some feedback, give a comment, give a review, do all of that stuff, especially if you like the show. If you don't like the show, then don't. Then just stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> don't email Kelly. Don't, don't email me. Do not me. pass go. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. But yes. definitely um, let us know because that helps us and share it with your friends. Sharing is caring. And that's all we have for this week, folks. Thanks again for listening and we hope you join us next time as kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy magic and the spirit world i'm joey c here with kelly sparta and karen baskin and you have been listening to spirit sherpa so long everyone bye 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 each mile i travel over thirteen thousand now i'll leave behind a Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.